Hey everyone, this is Zach at FF Chalupa Batman here with Triple Play Fantasy Beyond the Analyst series. Today we have a great guest. I've been having a lot of fun interacting with him on Twitter in the space for, for well over a year now. We have Nick Scrip. So he is the founder of P2W Fantasy, live stream analyst for Fantasy Points, and a writer for Bear Goggles On. And as you guys know, on Beyond the Analyst, we're not talking fantasy football takes plenty of time in the offseason for that. We want to get to know Nick a little bit better. So, Nick, how are you doing today? Very good, very good. I, I appreciate you having me on the show. Uh, I I do a lot of podcasting, but I don't get to to guest as much. And uh, when you came to me with the uh, the show sheet, uh, I didn't have to take as many notes. Uh, I knew a lot about myself, which was easy for me to go uh, about. And uh, appreciate you having me on. You and I have uh, great interactions pretty much daily, and uh, I'm excited about the show today, man. Oh, great to have you on and. Yeah, I know it's weird for you not to have to do research uh, for a show that you're either hosting yourself or as a guest on. So hopefully it's not a vacation, but it almost feels like a vacation just, just talking about yourself. A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> awesome. So your handle is P2W Fantasy. You created P2W Fantasy. So I know that stands for play to win. But what was the inspiration behind that? Yeah, so uh, when I first started out, I was a logo. And it was like a, a logo I created on a Word document. And then I was like a different logo and then a third logo, and then I was myself. But play to win uh, fantasy, uh, I guess the um, where I got that slogan from, I played college soccer. Uh, my coach was always very stressing of not just going out to compete, but going out to get results. And it was this big like play to win mantra where, you know, he, he always stressed like, let's get something out of this today. And, you know, you take that to fantasy football. I'm not trying to be corny about it, but having that competitive nature, that's kind of how I've always approached fantasy football or in fantasy sports is, you know, I'm not just playing it to, you know, put my deposit down and have fun. Like I'm, I'm trying to go out there and win. It's just the competitive nature. So uh, I guess my sports background, coaching background, um, created this play to win fantasy. And, uh, that's kind of been my intent is to help people win championships. So, uh, that's kind of where, where that came from, but it was a little bit of an evolution of uh, what it started from to what it is today. No, I mean, it, ma it makes sense. It's simple. It's to the point, And uh, that's what we all want to do. We want to win. Uh, we're, we're trying to have yes. fun, but at the end of the day, uh, winning is fun. So what motivated you to create your own fantasy brand as opposed to, I guess, just team up with someone else? So I, I did it in initially to um, write articles. And I just thought to myself, I'm like, hey, I've been doing pretty good at fantasy football. I, I really like it. Uh, I wonder if people will read my articles. And uh, I started off again with a, a random logo I created that was terrible. Um, I wrote some articles that probably were okay back then. And uh, I started getting people to read it. And then it just kind of spiraled into different things. It spiral, you know, spiraled into um, getting other people to collaborate on some articles. And then I started podcasting and I was like in my garage with no microphone and terrible audio. I uh, started inviting people on the show and then it just kept building and building and building from there. And uh, it's been awesome because what I envisioned uh, played to win fantasy was going to be back then was just like the super, super casual 
get people to read my articles hobby. And now it's, it's, it's an everyday part of my life. And it's something that I spend a lot of time, um, and effort into. And, uh, it's something that means a lot to me as far as a, a brand and just being a fantasy football content creator. Um, but yeah, it's just been, it's been an awesome ride. It's been two years of doing it. I, I just hit my, my, two year Twitter anniversary, but, uh, I'm excited for what the, what the future holds, uh, just because I feel like a lot of things have happened pretty fast in two years. It's really exciting. I can't imagine how much work you have to put in is like, it's just you. Like you said, you've collaborated with people, but in the day, like you own your brand, you're the one putting out all this content. Um, and you're not doing it just on Twitter. I mean, I see on Facebook, on TikTok, uh, Instagram, maybe, uh, everywhere. So that's a lot of work. It's a lot of effort. It's funny. It's funny too, because, you know, my brother has helped out, um, every now and then, but like very rarely. And, uh, I used to always get, um, not agitated, but I would just have to like kind of comment back. People would say like, man, you guys at P2W fantasy are killing it. And they'd always say like, you guys, you guys, I'm like, no, man, it's, it's just me. It's just me. But, uh, no, it's, it's been a lot of fun. It, 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 it definitely has. And, uh, um, branching out into like TikTok and, and sharing live streams on Facebook where like my, cousins and you know grandma can go and watch it has been pretty cool too oh that's awesome and like i said it looks like you're having a lot of fun as, as much work as it is now you mentioned uh in the beginning with the p2w motto and where that came from that you played soccer so you played division two soccer in college and now you're a high school varsity coach as well so what was that experience like being a division two athlete i know a lot of people really can't say that yeah yeah it, it uh it feels like it was a different lifetime, even though it wasn't like, you know, that, that long ago, but I guess it, it was, but, um, I had a pretty, pretty good high school career. Uh, I, over at Plainfield South, um, won a lot of awards in high school. I played for a good club soccer team, uh, ended up getting a soccer and academic scholarship to Lewis university, which is division two school, uh, not super far from where I live. And, uh, it was tough. You know, my, my freshman year of college, I had a skull fracture. So I literally had my skull broken uh, because of an elbow, had to have surgery. And I had a red shirt, which was tough because I never really had an injury where I missed an extended amount of time. So that was tough. But, you know, the uphill battle of like coming back, a lot of people from back home thought I was never going to play again. I did. And it was a great experience. It was almost like the military because this was like a super serious system you know, two a day practices, grinding super hard at 6am, like beating each other up on the soccer field and then going to class all day. Most of our conference was, uh, you know, all over the place. So we were actually in Missouri a lot. So a lot of eight hour trips, um, went to a sweet 16, uh, for the national tournament. We were a very competitive school. I played in all honesty, I played a lot, probably two out of the four years. And then the other two years, some sporadic time, just because it was very competitive, but uh, it was a great experience. I think I, I, I built a lot of my character was probably stemmed from that experience. I think who I am today, probably a lot of that comes from uh, my experience as a division two soccer player. And I was a two-year captain there. It was a really good experience. After that, I went on to go coach college soccer for two years and then, you know, I've, I've had like 12 years of club soccer experience as well. So soccer is definitely in my roots and something that um, I've spent a lot of my life uh, invested in. And now, you know, I'm a high school varsity coach at the high school I went to, which has been awesome. Um, I live like three minutes away from there and I have a lot of passion just because I was a player there. And uh, it's it's been awesome. It's been awesome. It's really cool because a lot of people from my hometown here, um, 
will come out and support those games, even though I'm not the player anymore, you know? So, uh, huge soccer background. Got the, oh no, I got the, got the tattoo right there. I don't think a lot of people know that. I think they think, you know, I'm just like a football fan or, you know, maybe I played football or something back in the day. I was a soccer player, but yeah, that's my, that's my soccer, uh, rant for, for, uh, for you there. Oh, it's also not, we can talk about soccer all day. All day. So <laughs> I played soccer as well. Not to the level you did. Um, uh, but I'm a huge fan, so I had to wear my, my Chelsea jersey. Chelsea, so yeah, there you go. This is a Drogba from uh, 2010 alternate. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're the not watching on YouTube, FIFA you have player. no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah, uh, I love playing FIFA. It's been years, though. <laughs> but yeah, now I'm coaching my my son's soccer team. We're in our eighth season. Uh, he's uh, five, so it's a five and six-year-old. So very different from your experience as a uh, varsity high school coach, but it's, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, Got to give you credit because that, that to me, is, is a lot harder than yelling at guys that are – 16 17 18 years old because when when uh you got these little ones running around and looking at airplanes and leaving the field that to me is that requires a lot more patience than you know me telling you know a 17 year old that he's got to shift his hips the, the the right direction to defend better or something like that at the end of the day yeah yeah i can't yell at the kids not that i want to but yeah no there's no yelling um <laughs> uh, i have to give my my wife a lot of credit she coaches with me and uh, oh, the five, six-year-olds have actually been a lot of fun. They're pretty eager to play, and they're pretty good at listening. And we have a good team this this season. Uh, not that it's competitive or anything. But the three, four-year-olds, when I started with my son at three, uh, oh. that was painful. Uh, half the kids, you couldn't even keep them on the field. They are just crying to mom and dad. They weren't ready for soccer. And uh, yeah, like I said, they're just looking up at airplanes. So that was like hurting cats. And that's where I really relied on my my wife to just have that patience with them. And I was just there to kind of teach them the fundamentals. But Not yeah, five, six has been a lot of fun. <laughs> whole different world it's crazy how like at three four the difference it is from five to six like that that one to two year difference same when they're like 10 years old and then they're playing 13 year old soccer like that small windows of time it's wild how much they progress just as like like people like they can like function yeah. in a different way they did like a year ago it's crazy there you go hey, before you know it your daughter might be playing soccer and you'll be coaching her so you probably know. probably she's kind of mean right now so she might be really good at whatever she plays i, I kind of like that i kind of like that I, I just picture a tough little script running around and and, and being mean on the soccer field and i kind of like it because you don't see that a lot hey you should be deep maybe fullback or maybe a maybe a defensive mid just cleaning up so, some, something something she's, she's probably gonna be watching a lot of my games so i'm hoping it just like clicks right away and she just gets out there and, and just kills it. That's how my siblings were. They watched like me play and my other brother play. And then they, they were like four years old scoring goals and stealing the ball from their own teammates to do so. So it was fun. There you go. See, I'm sure most people listening are like, I was not expecting to hear so much soccer talk, but see, it's, we're going beyond the analysts. And He's you guys didn't know that Nick was so into soccer and uh, as me as well, we don't get to talk to soccer much. So this has been fun. Um, but another thing that you put out a lot of content on and, and myself as well is you're highly motivated. You go to the gym basically every day. I don't know how you do it so early in the morning. Um, and we've been mainstays on the, the FF fit club uh, here on Twitter. So how do you stay so consistent with your grind? And I, I do got to say, I, I respect you a ton because uh, it once was this huge thing, you know, this fantasy f football fit club where it seemed like everybody was doing it or like, half of the, the community was doing it. Now it's like, like three of us maybe, or four of us, which is whatever. And you know, some guy, it's funny, some guy like commented something about my, my, my workout videos the other day. It was like a kind of a, a troll account that's been trolling me for a while, but it's, it, it's been a good experience for me because, um, 
I feel like I've had so many conversations in the DMs and people that, you know, have reached out to me with fitness questions and things like that, that it makes it work worth it. Like everything I'm doing now, I've always done. So it's not like I'm like out here, like showboating that I'm, I'm lifting at the gym or anything. I, I just like the fact that, you know, my, my video might get one like or a hundred likes. I don't care. But the fact that maybe two people will get a little bit motivated, then it, it means something to me. But, uh, as far as, as far as like what motivates me, it's just something I've always done just being again, a, an athlete. And, um, it's just a huge habit of mine. I, I'm like a, a psycho when it comes to that, because I, I have to be there every day. If it's, if it's in the morning or today, I went after work, I'm still, you know, going and doing it. It's a, it's a good mental refresh for me. And, uh, uh, yeah, I feel like just having different goals and, and sticking with it is is rewarding at the end of the day. And it's just a big part of my life. I know I know you are out there killing it as well. And uh, it's it's good. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's a part of my everyday life. That's great. And like you said, you're not trying to like show off or, or do anything for that. I mean, you're just trying to you're doing it for yourself, but then also maybe encouraging others. So do you have any advice for maybe anyone that's listening that maybe they want to kind of make health and fitness a little more important in their life. And maybe they've been struggling with it or can't find that motivation. Any, any advice for someone like that? Yeah, I would say the number one thing is just being consistent. All right. Because a, a lot of what happens all the time is that people will like start to do it. They'll start to maybe diet or they'll, they'll start to work out a little bit and then they fall off for a day and then a day turns into two days and then it's it's done for weeks and maybe they'll get back into it and maybe not. You don't have to you don't have to go and work out seven days a week or even five days a week. But if you set a goal and say, I'm gonna work out three days a week, then do it every single week. Every single week. And I know a lot of people have busy schedules. Um, a lot of people uh ha- have families and work commitments, but like you said, like I I'll go at I'll go at five AM. I'll go at four PM. I'll find that little window of time. Uh, just to get it in. And, and, and again, it just comes down to consistency, but that's the number one thing, whatever, whatever goal, uh, you have of going stick to that goal, because the minute you, you, you lay your foot off the gas a little bit, then it becomes easier to stop versus continue. It's, it's way easier to stop something than to consistently continue it. So that's, that's my big thing. No, I, I can't echo that more. Um, so I've been on my fitness journey for a little over a year now. Um, it started right before FFA Club came on. So that was great for me. It actually helped motivate me a lot. I mean, um, but yeah, it was great. But for me, it is about consistency. That's why I do those 30 day challenges all the time. And right now I'm yeah. on a hundred day challenge uh, because if I don't get, even get, it's only 10 minutes of exercise, maybe, maybe 15, 20. If I don't do that every day, I'm just going to come up with an excuse, another excuse. And yeah. excuse, the next scenario, you go a week without, without getting anything done. And that's when you don't see results. And it takes a lot of time. And I think people get discouraged when they're like, hey, I'm I'm working out really hard for a week, two weeks. I'm sore. Um, why am I not seeing any changes? Not realizing. I mean, it takes like, I would say at least six months of consistent effort. Um, it doesn't have to be every day, like you said, but three, four or five times a week consistently. That's when you really start seeing results. And I think people get discouraged too, too soon. Maybe they have it in their head that they're expecting something too quickly. You really got to work at it, but it'll come. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point because I feel like, you know, the best, the best thing for people to have an incentive is to, to see something. And and when you maybe work really hard for a week and you look in the mirror and you're like, I feel like I look the same, then it's, 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 you know, it becomes 
something that, you know, people question. And I actually, I had a conversation recently. A guy was like, you know, I'm two weeks in and I feel like I, I don't really see any results. And I'm like, it's going to take time. And that's the, that's the toughest part about it. Like I, I completely switched my, my program up. Um, I used to be super cardio based and like, I want to be completely like ripped and have like no body fat. And now the last couple months I put on like 20 pounds and I feel like I'm like lifting heavier, but it was frustrating for those weeks of like, Hey, like I, I think I'm stronger. I think I'm getting a little bigger, but you know, I can't really tell versus like now when I look at two pictures, I'm like, Hey, I'm, I'm a lot bigger than I was seven months ago. So that, that, that's a good point that you, you bring up there. Yeah, the, uh, the sports motto right now is trust the process. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. You, you just have to, you just have to stick to it. I mean, that's why I post everything. I mean, you and I post a lot. I'm sure we probably drive some people yeah. crazy, but I, I like to think that we also inspire, maybe motivate some people that haven't tried it. I got to uh, work with JB. We did a 30 day challenge back in was it December and January. And that was awesome. And he, he was doing stuff on top of that challenge and he kept it going. And so that was awesome that he wanted to do that with me. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping that other people get encouraged by it. And that's yeah, why we I'll, post those things. It's not to, to show off. I'm not trying to impress no. anybody. I don't, I don't need to impress anybody. It's just, it's more for motivation for me and then hopefully inspiring others. That's exactly what I was just about to say. Like I'll, I'll take annoying 15 people. If it, if it helps one, like I'm mm -hmm. like you, I'm, I'm married. I got a kid. Like I, I don't, I don't need it. I don't need any attention. I'm not, there's nobody to show off for or anything like that. Like I'm, I'm good. I'm good. But again, uh, I'm sure maybe it might annoy some people, but at the end of the day, I'll annoy 20 people if it helps one or two. Like, I, I don't care. I'm sure you're the same way. So, yeah, exactly. And like I said, it's fun for me. I, I mean, I've been enjoying it. And like I said, the community might feel small now with it, but I think there's more people maybe yeah. doing it silently, which is great for them too. Yep. <laughs> so now transitioning back a little bit to, to fantasy football, uh, more so from the content creation point, you started your own brand. This fantasy sports space is growing rapidly, which is exciting. A lot of diversity with, different mediums of content, different things we're talking about, um, which I think is great for the space. Do you have any advice for maybe someone who's thinking about creating content and they just haven't gotten over the hump yet, or maybe they just started and, and they're just really fresh and how yeah. can you help them out? I'd say uh, two quick things come to mind. Number one is you have to put in the reps and if, if, it, if it hits, it hits. If it misses, it misses. Uh, I think a lot of people want instant success and think that, you know, if they, you know, put in the work that everything's just going to come to them and that's just not really how it works. And I feel like if you want to grow as a content creator, you want to grow in the community, um, you want your thing seen, you just got to put in the reps of producing content and it has to be consistent. It has to be often. And, and it, it is frustrating when you put in a lot of work to something and it doesn't get the views or it doesn't get the reads or it doesn't get a lot of likes or something like that. But you have to just, just, just keep moving despite what the, what the outcome is as far as the reach, because at some point it will hit. And when it does that, that'll be your, your, uh, your refresh and your reward. But, uh, you gotta be able to deal with the, the ups and downs of it, but you have to also put in consistent, uh, reps and work. And I'd also say as a side note too, uh, put yourself out there and try different things. If, if you like it, you'll like it. If you don't, then you just pivot to something else. I only was writing when I first came out here and now a majority of what I do is all video content. And, uh, you know, I, I tried longer YouTube videos, 
you know, didn't really like it. So I shifted it, you know, short videos with, uh, with good, um, analysis and, and wise to it. Uh, but I've been trying to do different things and, and because of me trying those different things, I, I've gotten different opportunities with, with fantasy points and bear goggles on and, um, underdog and like th- these different things that I'm, I'm working for and with now are just because at some point I was like, Hey, I'm going to try this out and we'll see if it works. And if it works great, if it doesn't move on, you, you're good. But yeah, the reps, um, the reps, regardless of how they hit for one. And then for two, just putting yourself out there and trying different things. Oh, that's great advice. Um, very similar to our fitness advice. We just talked about yep. <laughs> very similar concept. It's that's all about a good transition from you. <laughs> so I'm, I'm working on my reps as a host. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so that was the, the last of my, uh, hard hitting questions. We'll call them those. Um, so I got some rapid fire questions. If you're game, I'm down, I'm always down. All right. So you can provide as little or as much context as you want to your answers. Um, so we'll get started with a tough one. So hypothetically, one of the four major American sports has to go away forever. So I did not include soccer on here as much as we love soccer. I know it's not one of the four major American sports. So I'm talking baseball, football, basketball, or hockey. Which one is going to go away forever? It's going to be hockey for me, uh, just because, you know, I, I loved my Blackhawks run when they had like the dynasty going on years and years ago. I played fantasy hockey like two years ago and it was fun, but the other three I'm just so invested in as far as like playing fantasy and watching it on TV and betting on it, that hockey's just the odd man out for me. Fair enough. All right. So here's, here's an interesting one for you. Make you think a little bit. What two animals would you like to switch the sounds that they make? switch the sounds that they make i think it'd be funny on the one end of it the other end probably wouldn't make sense but i think it'd be funny if like birds had if birds had like like a lion's roar or something because i feel like that would just make the entire world complicated and be extremely extremely scary for the average person when you have just like a bird this big just like have a lion's roar or something like that. The world would not be able to function like that. But if it happened for a day, just to see the reactions, that'd be uh, that'd be funny. That'd be great. And I think uh, maybe the Lion King would be a little different if uh, slightly sounded like a bird. Yeah, slightly, <laughs> slightly different there. That's fantastic. Uh, so I have to ask, how many sports jerseys do you think you own right now? I don't want to say just in, in case my my wife uh, ends up listening to this uh, this podcast, but no, I I probably. I I'd say I got to have over a hundred at this point. I've got like, I've got so many, I have so many football jerseys. I have so many basketball jerseys and then I have uh, a chunk of baseball, a chunk of soccer. So, um, I have way too many. I have way too many. Uh, I, I get them for cheap and they turn out pretty good usually. And it's been a, a bad hobby, but I've been cutting down. I've been cutting down. It's a, it's a, like a 12 step, uh, pr- process and program, but I'm cutting down here. No, I'm impressed with really your collection. I for a while I just kept seeing jersey after jersey. I was like, "Where does this man get his jerseys from?" And then we talked, and I've, I've now ordered two myself. So hey, there you go. I'm a bad influence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite? I know that's an impossible question to ask you. Um, the funniest jersey I have. I'll I'll say this: the funniest jersey I have is I have a DeAndre Swift number six Jersey, because that was his camp number. And I was so excited about Deandre Swift that I thought he was actually number six. And then I found out like a week later that it was just his camp number. He was wearing at, at, at his NFL camp and that he was number 32. So that's, that's a funny one. I have, I just got a, 
uh, like city bulls Jersey, all red with the cursive of DeMar DeRozan, who I, I love watching play. So I'd say recency bias. That's probably my favorite one right now. Uh, just because it's like super fresh looking, it's clean and I'm a bulls fan and DeMar DeRozan has just been a dog this season. And I saw you post that and that was the word I was going to use was it's a very clean looking Jersey. Oh yeah. Yeah. Crisp. There you go. But, but I feel like if you have the DeAndre Swift camp Jersey, that has to make you a bigger fan of Swift than Alex Caruso. So he needs to step his game up if he wants to claim. To I've, been, I've, I've been on that train. I've been on that train. I, I was on that train uh, in the in the the Georgia days. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I got I got an autographed jersey of his in the garage. I have the gray Detroit jersey of his. Um, Trying to think, I, I think that's pretty much it. So I, I got what three total jerseys of DeAndre Swift. Uh, I'm I'm a stand for sure. And you're probably the only one with the camp jersey number. So I mean, that makes you number one. Number one, <laughs> even though he was not number six. But yeah. If you could spend a day and hang out with any celebrity, dead or alive, who would it be? Any celebrity, dead or alive, who would it be? And I feel like I would. You know what? Uh, I'm just going to go easy here. This is something I probably have to think about. But I think just like the franchise quarterback in the city, just like having a day. I see him like. He, he looks like I do right now when he's like hanging out. He's got like snapbacks on with a chain and like wears jerseys. But Justin Fields seems like the coolest dude. So I feel like I'd like to hang out with him just for a day. I saw him hanging out with Kyle Pitts. So if I can be like the third person that's like 30 and they're way younger than me, but we're all hanging out for some reason, I feel like that'd be pretty cool. Not Can't go wrong there. It'll be a fun day no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> and so we talked about her a little bit, but you have a toddler. So I know you have to watch a lot of Disney movies. Uh, I'm right there with you. So what movie have you watched the most? I, I've so it used to be Moana was like the number one to have to play that. Then it was Ugly Dolls at at, at uh, one point. Right now it's it's uh, uh, Rapunzel, I think. And, and uh, the Frozen movies are just on nonstop. So the Frozen movies probably take the cake just because like I turn it on and her face lights up every single time. Like it's the first time she's ever seen it, which I'm sure uh, you can relate to something like that. Yeah, I was I was predicting Frozen for that one, but I believe you guys dressed up as the Moana characters for Halloween this past year. So so that makes sense that that was in the top there. And do you have a favorite that you actually enjoy watching, not just suffering through? No, no, I don't. <laughs> and, the, and the reason is, is because uh, I've seen them all like way too much. Like they're all pretty good movies. Like they're all like pretty good. I would never have watched these movies if it wasn't for her, but uh, Moana, even that new Encanto, like these, they're, they're all good movies, but I just like, after a while, you're like, I, I'm like looking the other way and I'm speaking, you know, the, the, the words uh, of what's actually going on. So it's, it's funny. <laughs> that's great. Well, one day maybe she won't watch the same movie too many times. You can actually enjoy it, but that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. So that was the last of my, my questions. So I just want to thank you for, for joining me, taking the time to, to be with us. Let us get to know you a little bit more. Um, can you just let everyone know where they can find you and on all your great content? You can find uh, pretty much everything I do on Twitter at P2WFantasy. I'm on Facebook and TikTok as well, but everything I produce is on Twitter. Um, do a lot of live streams throughout the week. Uh, I've been doing a mix of uh, hosting some other people and then having some solo sessions so that I either talk like a lot or a little bit. And uh, uh, I've been trying to do just a variety of different content this off season for Dynasty for um, pretty much everything. So you can catch me on Twitter. Uh, super, super active again at P2W Fantasy. That's great. Thank you again for coming on. So 
if you guys are watching on YouTube, go ahead, like the video, subscribe to the Triple Play Fantasy channel. We have a lot of content coming out. Baseball season's now in full swing. We still have basketball content coming out. We got playoffs going on. And we have football content because there's no offseason. So make sure you subscribe. If you're listening on the podcast, we're having lots of shows come out every week, including these interviews. I don't want you to miss any of them. So make sure you're following in whatever podcast platform you're listening to. Then again, this is Zach at FF Triple Batman with Triple Play Fantasy. Thanks again for listening, guys.